You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us this week on The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report, uh, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, we're glad you're here today. I am your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and I am joined each and every week by our founder here at Rocket Sports Media. He is also our editor-in-chief, and that is Rick Stevens. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Glad to be here on um, Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Tuesday, Foshnot Day, Fat Tuesday. How, however you, whatever you celebrate uh, this Fat Tuesday. Tuesday. Hmm? Fat Tuesday. That's that's right. So it's like Mardi Gras. Season. Mardi Gras. I am. Mm-hmm. Could I have a king cake. You could have a punchki. You could. King cakes are fun. They're a little weird, but you know you don't want to like bite into the little plastic baby inside. It's a little weird. Pardon? If you don't know what a king cake is, Google it, and then we'll talk next week on how weird they are. Um, But speaking of kings, you've actually heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action, ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row Front row seat to all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. So draft your lineup and uh, feel the sweat like never before because every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. Did you know that DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, that's billion with a B, mm-hmm. dollars to users across sports? DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. And, well, now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, And I've actually, I have signed up uh, at DraftKings using that code right there, THPN. um, And I've been having a blast. A little success. A little bit of success. Uh A little cha-ching. I'm still playing with free money right now. All right. That's you what know, you want. I made my initial deposit. I got some bonuses thanks to the THPN promo code uh, and then won my first contest. And so I'm still playing on that those winnings. So I'm still working on free money. I nice. Like, I like free money. Give us all the free money. <laughs> um, 
But we have uh, plenty for you today. Um, my goodness, um, lots of hockey to talk about. In our first segment, of course, we focus on the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers and their AHL affiliates. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's been going on with the Canadians. They're in the midst of a week-long uh, game break. They played on Saturday. They don't play again until Saturday. Uh, but that doesn't mean that there's not things going on. There's been some eyebrow-raising waiver entries and uh, things like that. So we're going to talk about that a bit, as well as touch on the Laval Rocket. Uh, They finally got their season started this past weekend with a two-game back-to-back against the Belleville Senators. We'll tell you all about that, including uh, some audio from head coach Jill Bouchard from earlier today, um, breaking down a little bit of his assessment of Ryan Paling's development that you don't want to miss. And then we'll shift over to the Flyers' Uh, organization. Of course, they're on uh, an unplanned break as they've been shut down for a little while due to COVID-19 protocols. They took to the ice once again today for the first time uh, for practice and looking to get back into game action on Thursday night. So we'll talk a bit about that. And of course, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms continued their season this past weekend with a Valentine's Day matinee game that was uh, pretty darn exciting. So we'll, we'll recap all the highlights from that as well. In the second segment, We're going to go around the AHL. Uh, We've got some news uh, regarding the Marlies and the Belleville Senators and their ability to play in their home province of Ontario. Uh, We're going to want to bring you up to date on a a trade that has some AHL implications, but also some uh, familiarity for our Habs fans. Uh, Talk about uh, some AHL news, including the player of the week. Uh, and a new, um, well, I shouldn't say new, a partnership extension between the AHL uh, and a very big name in hockey. Finally, in segment three, we go beyond the AHL, and we've got an update for you on the WHL's return to play plans, uh, part of the CHL, of course. And then we've got a really, really heartwarming feel-good finale that you're not going to want to miss. That's a busy show. It's always a busy show. <laughs> Hockey news every day of the year. So, Rick, let's. Uh, last week we kicked things off with the Philadelphia Flyers, so we'll mix it up a little bit this week and start with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the, really, the big thing, you know, they managed. We we talked about last week how you know there was a there was those back to back losses for the first time this season. The offense seems to have dried up. Um, Of course, everyone and their mother wanted to blame Carey Price. And so he was in net on Saturday night and um, it wasn't looking great for the whole game, but they did manage to eke out a win. Um, And now they have a whole week off. But in between there, Mark Bergevin gave his kind of quarter season um, press conference and update. But also Paul Byron found himself on the waiver list. A lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and most of this is driven by the Canadians being so close to the cap. Um, it's an unusual position for for fans to understand, uh, an unusual situation for Mark Bergevin, as he's uh, typically been nowhere near the cap. And so to understand all of these moves, you you almost you almost need a degree in mathematics. Um, Wait, don't you have one? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. that, that's see, that's why. That's why I'm here. You're, that's right. You're you're perfect for this. 
So, um, yes, uh, most of these moves and to the, to the, the daily moves, uh, moving uh, personnel to the taxi squad is done with an eye towards accruing um, cap. Now, we know that, that the Canadians don't even have a full roster. Uh, they didn't right from the beginning of, of the season. Just 20 players on their roster out of a maximum roster of 23. And that is because they can't afford anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> they're too close to the cap. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they need to, to uh, be moving players. And uh, they ran into a situation with Corey Perry, who has played well and who Claude Julien likes, uh, where he was getting close to the maximum number of, of games um, uh, that he could play, 10 games that is, um, before he'd have to go through waivers again. And I think it, the calculation was made, and, a, and a, a reasonable one, that if he was put on waivers uh, a next time, uh, that uh, he would likely be claimed. Um, so uh, they made the calculated risk of putting uh, Paul Byron on waivers. And um, when I say calculated risk, mm. I think um, <laughs> there was a lot of fans saying, no, no, we can't lose uh, Paul Byron the same way that he was acquired. Um, That's right. <laughs> so uh, Paul Byron, I think it was a, a reasonable um, well, uh, Mark Bergevin, in his press uh, media availabilities, said he was pretty sure that um, that Paul Byron would clear waivers, and he did. And the reason he did is because he makes an off. It's a terrible contract, mm-hmm. um, three point four million dollars uh, for the next three seasons for a fourth line player. Um, there's not many teams that are in that market to pick up a player like that and to pick up a contract. Uh, so yes, indeed, he he cleared waivers and has been sent to the taxi squad. Um, now the Canadians don't get relief on all of that uh, 3.4 million. Um, there is a maximum, just a million dollars off of that. Uh, so about 2.3 million is uh, what is being charged the cap. But they do get that that million um, as long as he remains on the the taxi squad in relief. And so as they build the, the, the cap savings, they'll be able to increase uh, their roster and, and Corey Perry um, is allowed to, for now, stay with the club. Uh, on the, on the, um, the uh, taxi squad at present, uh, you have Paul Byron, you have Hayden Verbeek up from the Laval Rocket. Um, Corey Perry is there temporarily uh, because the Canadians are off this week, and uh, Charlie Lindgren is um, the third goaltender that the Canadians are carrying on the on the taxi squad. There is a, a notable absence, and that is Michael Froelich. Michael Froelich having been sent to uh, the Laval Rocket this week. That's right, he has uh, being sent down. Uh, the Canadians made it clear that he was being sent down on a conditioning stint. Uh, he has yet to get into a game this year. He's been simply practicing on the taxi squad all season. So uh, need to get uh, need to get the legs going uh, in an actual game. So it looks like, according to uh, the Canadians' first announcement about it, and then, of course, Joel Bouchard's comments about it yesterday and today, it sounds like Michael Forleek will play tonight and probably also in Friday night's game against Laval before he is recalled back to the taxi squad 
uh, on Saturday. So he'll get two games in. Uh, does that mean that we'll see maybe a Charlie Lindgren come down to get uh, some ice time? We don't know yet. Um, but he hasn't seen a game yet either this year at the NHL or AHL level, and, and they'll want to keep his uh, talent sharp as well. So that's that's always a possibility. And if, if Froelich continues to um, just be a member of the taxi squad, you may see another instance where he gets sent down for another conditioning stint just to keep him fresh. But that is why he's there, and he is expected to be in the lineup for Laval tonight. Um. Actually, going along with that, um, there are going to be, before we get to how they did in the last, uh, in their first two games of the season, there are some lineup changes that will be happening tonight. Um, it, Joel Bouchard started a, a, a mostly familiar roster on opening night. He said he did that out of uh, respect for most of the guys who had been on the squad last year. He wanted to give them that opening night. Um, and then rotated some of them out on Saturday, and there are even more rotating out tonight. Joel Bouchard has been very emphatic about the fact that if you now count Michael for leak, there are 35 players on the Laval roster, which is quite a number of players. But the key is he needs needs and wants to keep them all um, active, and so it's. He says and has told us this constantly uh, that he has spoken with the veterans, that the veterans need to understand that the young guys who are sitting in the press box most nights do need to be rotated in occasionally and that there's going to be weeks that veterans find themselves as a healthy scratch just to make room for the rotation of this 35 uh, player roster. So Rick tonight, um, we, you know, we've had, we've seen the, the pro debuts of, of Joel Teasdale last weekend and Raphael Harvey Pennard and, um, Jesse Alonin, um, who was, a, who was very good over the weekend. Tonight we'll see Arsene, uh, Kismutinov's pro debut as well as Jan Meshak's, uh, pro debut. That means, uh, also Ryan Paling had a minor injury, kept him out of the game on Saturday, but he is back in the lineup tonight. And uh, with the addition of Michael Froelich into the into the mix, that means that there are four players that had to come out of the lineup tonight, and that is Brandon Baddock, uh, who ha- only drew in on Saturday because of Paling's injury, uh, as well as Kevin Lynch, Lucas Vedemo, uh, and Laurent Dauphin are the four who will be healthy scratches tonight. Uh, Vedemo looked good um, in the action that that I saw, as as did Paling in the game that uh, mm-hmm. that he played. But uh, in particular, Jesse Yelonen again. I've, I've I've mentioned his name often. Um, Looks I, incredible. I, I liked him in in uh, development camp and and uh, in early action. Yeah, he he looks great skating. Uh, his playmaking ability. He looks terrific. Absolutely. In fact, uh, he was one of the players who was made available on uh, Friday night after the game for media availability. I, I um, as with every game, I encourage you to go to ahlreport.com to read our full uh, post-game recap that's either written uh, by me or by a combination of me and Chris G, depending on who uh, is is covering the game that night. Um, it's full of information. Each game recap has your lineups for that night, a, a game summary and report written by the reporter assigned, either myself or Chris, uh, as well as stats from the night, the three stars, uh, video highlights of the game, but also the, the key part is audio from all of the post-game interviews. Uh, 
and in the press avail availability. So you'll want to make sure that you go and take a look at those. But in particular, if you look at the one from opening night, um, I was able to speak to Yessi alone. And, and uh, you know, he he's a, a you can tell he's excited. Um, as Rick said, he he looked fantastic. His line mates, uh, he was on a line with um, Joseph Blandisi and um, Joel Teasdale. And both of them had, you know, tremendous things to say about Yelonen. Um, in fact, uh, Blandisi uh, said... I don't think I've had that many scoring chances in a game in as long as I can remember because of what great setup plays Yelonen was giving him. Um, in fact, Landizi had two goals that night because of, and in a large part because of assists from Yessi Yelonen. Um, when when Yelonen came to the microphone, I I told him what Blandizi said and and said, you know is that really a valued part of your game for yourself that you're also a setup guy, not just that you're a playmaker. And he said, Oh, it's yes, I, I do enjoy that. But you know, I, I have a lot of things to work on in my game and I need to be better defensively. And Rick, we, I told you about this afterwards and we laughed because you, know, you said we well, looked pretty good defensively. He has me. a very mature uh, <laughs> defensive game. Yeah. Uh, he's very responsible uh, at both ends of the rink and, uh, yeah, don't sleep on this prospect because mm -mm. Um, he's he's uh, and and uh, the other comment were, uh, was about his uh, uh, transition to the North American ice, which uh, doesn't look like he needs any time for that either. No, uh, he thinks he says that he does, but um, even Blandizi said, I, "I think that he's already made the transition. He doesn't look like things are coming at him too fast." Um, so that's very encouraging. Uh, as you said, Lucas Vedemo looked very good uh, up on the up on the top line. Um, Josh Brook had some good moments as well, playing well defensively. Kale Fleury mm -hmm. um, also with some assists, he looked very good. And Ryan Paling, as you said, was, had a strong game on Friday night. Uh, looking forward to seeing him again tonight. Um, in fact, in today's um, media availability, Rick, uh, after the morning skate, Joel Bouchard. Um, kind of went on a deep dive, uh, was 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 asked some questions about Paling's development. You know, there's there's this we've talked about this quite often on this show that there seems to be this media narrative that either Ryan Paling has a bad attitude because he had a rough start last year, or that Ryan Paling showed up to training camp over the summer out of shape. Or that Ryan Paling's really bad on the faceoff dot, or that Ryan like there's there's this laundry list of of things that Ryan Paling allegedly doesn't do very well or needs massive improvement on, and so he Joel Bouchard <clears throat> excuse me was asked about it today. To his credit, Joel Bouchard refuted every one of those points. Um, said that you know he's not a weak center. Um, said that he has never had a bad attitude, that he's hard on himself, but he's not had a bad attitude, that he came to camp prepared um, and works really hard. And, and Joel Bouchard said that he's very pleased with the development that he's seen, uh, thinks that Ryan Paling had a tremendous game on Friday night, um, and then had this to say in terms of developing a center prospect in terms of being successful at the face-off dot. 
So Ryan get called up in the NHL, he has to play the wing. So would it have been fair to him if he get called up to the NHL and he's never played the wing in his life? It wouldn't be fair. So that's why in the NHL level, I've put him on the wing a few games to get his feet wet on the left side because the Habs probably would need him to be called up on the wing at one point. So there's a strategy there and a guy needs to be comfortable to be on the wing. A player struggling in the face-off center is first-year pro. That's just life. It's normal. It's every day. It's every team. It's every young guy coming up. They need 20 to 30,000 draw probably before they figure it out in the pro to be really good at. It's an art. It's a craft. It needs to be work on. So what do we do? We have video. We have technique. We have uh, strategy for the player to come. Because you know what the difference is when they come from junior or they come from, they have no plan. They go and I see it right from the start. Like he's got no chance of winning. So what we do and we did the same thing with Jake Evans and everybody else is now we need to let them kind of lose a little bit. And now we need to structure them on. And if you look at the NHL level, look at the older guys. You look at them, how confident they look. They're down. They're strong. They got their skate right on the edge to where they should be. It takes a little bit of time. So what we do with Alex Burroughs is we work on draw even today. We work on draw every second day with the guys. And not only they challenge each other from righty to lefty, but they challenge each other versus maybe one guy or the other team. So it's a little bit like baseball now where, you know, you know, the hitter, you know, who's pitching, you got to know who they are. And a lot of time guys come from NCAA. They have no idea. They think all the guys on the other side are the same and they have to figure it out the right way. So we work with him. And to be honest, we just look at some clip. Ryan won some really big draw the first game that he probably wouldn't have won last year. But it's not Amazon, my friend, that you're all good on draw next day and Kirk Muller works for uh, 10 minutes and all of a sudden he becomes a master at draw. It's years of practice. It's hours, which we do with them. It's video. It's failing. It's adjusting. So this, this face-off thing is on heart. So uh, that's what we do with him. But to be honest, we do it with everybody. I was, I was impressed that Bouchard went that in-depth into what it takes to develop face-off skills um and again uh kudos to him for coming to paling's defense um but it was it, rick what are your thoughts hearing that that lengthy response from the coach well j just as far as the, the 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 false narratives that are out there about uh ryan paling and we've talked about it before and we've been polite and uh but but let's be honest they're absolute trash they're garbage yep uh, and and they 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 are developed by the media. They have and and usually by media that doesn't attend the games or the practices. Um, there's there's an intent. Uh, there's a reason behind them, and and we've talked about that before. But then those narratives, those false narratives, are parroted again by people who who don't pay attention to the Laval Rocket. Uh, who have their little site and they put everything behind a paywall and and they show up occasionally and they don't have a clue what they're talking about. Um, I appreciate uh, Joel Bouchard uh, making the strong statement that he did today. Ryan Paling is a very good prospect for the Montreal Canadiens. He he's, he's a first round um, draft pick. Um, 
you know that I last year I I had some difficulty with the the way uh, that Ryan Paling was used and and um, I I criticized uh, the coach because his go to face off guy was Kevin Lynch mm-hmm. um, and Kevin Lynch is. Kevin Lynch is not a prospect in the Montreal Canadiens organization. He, he's in on an AHL contract. Uh, um, he has split his pro career between the ECHL and the AHL, but he's he's there because of faceoffs. And we heard um, when asked, um, Coach, why don't you put Ryan Paling in there to give him some uh, practice on faceoffs? And he said, You know, I look, I can't look at my guys in the eye on the bench and and uh, um, and throw Ryan Paling in there when he, we know he's going to lose. Uh, that quote really bothered me last year, and and it seems that he's come a little. He, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Joe Bouchard is learning how to be a, a head coach for uh, in the in the pro uh, game. Uh, and he it is. seems that he's he's evolved a little bit too. Spoke very strongly about um, uh, Ryan Paling, and also strongly about uh, that players need practice for faceoffs, just like they do anything else. They need a lot of repetition. Uh, sometimes Twenty or thirty thousand. Yeah, well, apparently. <laughs> uh, and sometimes they're gonna they're they're not gonna win every one, and sometimes they're not gonna win uh, in an important situation. But that's part of the process. Um, as as the AHL is a teaching league, and we heard um, Joel Bouchard focus a little bit more on how this year is going to be a lot more about the prospects, a lot more about teaching, a lot more about development, um, and and has kind of, uh, from what he says, told the the his vets to to expect that, to expect the focus to change a little bit from last season. Absolutely. Um, And it seems as if the veterans, uh, whether they were on the team last year or not, uh, are buying into that and that they understand that. Um, The the player who was available today uh, after the morning skate was uh, new new defenseman Corey Schoenemann, and he was asked... um, about that situation and and a number of the veterans have been asked about that during media availability and and all of them including uh, Schuneman today uh, all said look you know it's an odd year we all get that there's a lot of guys in our dressing room um and we just each you know we have to play together as a team um and understand that there's a rotation but at the same time you just individually have to play the best and work your hardest and do the best that you can so that you aren't sitting out for too long and that you're the guy that that comes back into the rotation so i you know it is going to be a very different season um i like that there is as you said uh there is a priority of making sure that the prospects play for tonight, I'm really looking forward to seeing Jan Mishak in action, um, as well as Kismudnov, um, seeing what they can do. Um, I asked Joel Bouchard today. He Bouchard said that Caden Primo will start again tonight. It'll be Primo's second start for the season. Um, and I did ask him if if his rotation does mean that we will see Demchenko at some point make his debut as well. Um, Bouchard said... Of course, it's a little different with the goaltenders, but particularly with a four-game schedule, four games in six days next week, um, it's pretty likely that we'll see Vasily Demchenko next week um, in the mix as well. Um, 
So very, uh, very good start for the Laval Rocket. Um, they're playing a four-game home homestand against the Belleville Senators. So they played Friday night and Saturday night, won both of those contests five to one. So they are currently outscoring the Belleville Senators ten to two. <laughs> um, but Joel Bouchard has been sure to say, "Don't expect that to continue." He knows that it's pretty special to have put up ten goals in two nights. Um, the Senators get Philip Gustafson back in that tonight. He's been sent down from uh, from the taxi squad. So um, they have not faced Gustafson yet in, in last weekend's game. So, Rick, I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. We'll see what Michael Forleek looks like. Uh, he should bring something to, to the ice tonight, getting a conditioning stint in, Paling's back in the lineup, and uh, got some, some pro de- debuts happening tonight. So should be a really good game. Should be great. And and that's the interesting part of the AHL this year is that with the movement of players, you never know who's going to be in the lineup. And, um, you know, because of these four game um, series uh, that 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 the carryover, you don't know how that's going to affect each team. Uh, and so um, it, they're hard to predict, even though we've had two games with ex- identical scores. Uh, I think going forward, it's going to be hard to predict uh, these these the outcomes of the games in a, ahead of time. I think so. In fact, uh, Bouchard said today this morning, he kind of laughed, he kind of chuckled a little bit um, and said, look, like we just we just had a tremendous weekend. Um, won both games handily, and I'm rotating out four guys and and some veterans and whatnot. And most of the time, you would look at me and think I'm nuts. Like you'd never, you wouldn't do that normally. He said, "But this is a different year. I have to do it." And so, you know, we're gonna have young guys coming in tonight. And so I think that was his way of saying, you know, we might not win. Like he's saying this team might not win the way we did over the weekend tonight because I have to change the lineup. And I think that he's accepted that and he's prepared his team for that. And I think he just has to kind of keep hammering that into the fans as well, that if things don't always go like they have over this past weekend, there's more at stake than just the W at the end of the night. And we have to keep in mind that uh, although the Rocket will only be facing the Marlies, the Moose, the Senators, and the, the Stockton Heat, uh, that um, we still have to watch what's happening in the the other divisions in the AHL because there's some really good hockey being played, and there's there's teams who are also unbeaten and uh, mm-hmm. and looking quite good. There are, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in our next segment when we when we review the standings. Um, I I still think I think the Chicago Wolves are still unbeaten. Um, they're they're just kind of dominating once again but but you're right um it's an interesting season that's for sure but we will continue to bring you um all the game action for the laval rocket be sure you're following at the ahl report on twitter uh puck drop tonight is 7 p.m i'll have the game coverage for you tonight over at the ahl report on twitter and then of course post game uh we'll have a full recap and post game audio so you'll want to be sure to catch that um, and Chris G will have coverage of Friday night's game, uh, also at the AHL report. Um, flipping gears now to the Flyers. Uh, the Flyers have been on pause, unfortunately, because of 
COVID-19 protocols. They actually just got back to practice today. I think they had about 15 or 16 guys practice today. There are still players on the COVID list who aren't eligible to play. Although uh, Chuck Fletcher and Elaine Vigneault after practice today said that it's possible that they might get another eight players back tomorrow, possibly. Um, So right now, in case everyone has forgotten, the Lake Tahoe series is this weekend. The Flyers are scheduled to play in that setting on Sunday against the Bruins. Um, Chuck Fletcher said today, uh, you know, it's, we have right now we're focusing on our game on Thursday against the Rangers and making sure that we're able to play on Thursday night. Um, the NHL has made it clear that there is a contingency plan in place. There other, are other teams on standby who would take the Flyers' place at Lake Tahoe. Uh, if that needs to happen, it does not seem at this point that it's going to get to that point. Um, but Rick, my, it's the COVID-19 gymnastics, shall we say, with, I mean, there was massive amounts of scheduling updates from the NHL again today. Uh, The regular season is now pushing to May 10th instead of May 8th. Um, So we've already, now we've had our first extension of the end of the regular season. Um, And, you know, it's, it's really affected the Flyers this past, this past week that they've been off, but it's just been, um, it kind of makes you dizzy. Well, it's going to be interesting to see who's in the lineup versus the Rangers. And as you said, e- even now with the, the the number of postponements, the the regular season has been extended. Um, and uh, what will happen with the with the uh, outdoor game? The, I should say that the the initial views from there, the Beautiful. the sneak peeks. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous! Uh, absolutely gorgeous. They really are. Um... Gritty made a big announcement today saying in a in a tweet thread that that he put out uh, that he's decided that self-care is the best care and that he needs to go on vacation and that he has been tested and cleared and he is allegedly going to Lake Tahoe. All right. So we can only imagine the shenanigans that Gritty will get up to in Lake Tahoe. But I think it's a good indication if uh, if the grit is heading to Lake Tahoe, then the Flyers mm-hmm. are probably heading to Lake Tahoe. So let's hope they don't move out on they, that they don't lose out on on such a special occasion. Um, but more more importantly, let's hope everyone uh, gets healthy. Elaine Vigneault said that Claude Giroux and Justin Braun were two of the players who had been kept out who did test positive, um, but said that anyone who had tested positive either either, either had just mild symptoms or was asymptomatic. So it doesn't seem uh, any cases that did crop up uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers seem to be mild cases, thankfully. Um, but while the Flyers have been um, on pause, should also mention that a couple of the Phantoms players have been called up to the taxi squad. Uh, David Kasha was one of them. Um, and it just completely left my mind who the other one was. It will come to me. Um, but it does mean there was some confusion because there seemed to be for a little while there for a couple of days uh, too many guys on the taxi squad for the Flyers. But Chuck Fletcher um 
cleared that up in saying that due to the COVID-19 protocols, the league makes allowances for, for having an overage on your taxi squad if it's if it's in relation to other players being out on COVID-19 and, and so on and so forth. So um, David Kasha and uh, Maxim Sushko, sorry, that's the other one, uh, were both called up. They are current. They practiced with the Flyers today. Could they go to Lake Tahoe? Maybe. A uh, great opportunity for them. But Rick, um, David Kasha, let me tell you, has earned that call up. Uh, the f- the Phantoms had a matinee on Sunday afternoon for Valentine's Day back in Hershey, Pennsylvania again. And for the third time in all three games that they've played this season, the game went to overtime. And just like the first time in the season opener in Hershey, the Phantoms won this one in overtime as well, five to four. Uh, it was it was quite a Quite a game of offense, that's for sure. Um, Zade Wisdom, rookie Zade Wisdom, not only uh, scored his first pro goal, he went and scored another one and was pretty close to a hat trick. <laughs> um, David Kasha was in there as well with another goal. But Kasha has just been very strong in all three games. He is very noticeable for all the right reasons. He's constantly where the puck is or is going to be. He's got great scoring opportunities. Um He's looked tremendous. Uh, as I said, Zade Wisdom has looked good. Max Willman has been a surprising uh, positive for the Phantoms. Zane McIntyre has been phenomenal in net. Um, and overall, it's it's uh, it's it's been a good start for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. They are two o one and o to start the season so far. Well, when we were looking uh, over the the uh, Phantoms roster. And uh, and the turnover from from last season, yeah. and um, I I said I have a feeling this David Kasha is going to uh, be one of the leaders, uh, one of the offensive leaders this uh, year, and that's uh, certainly early on. Um, that's uh, that's been true. Uh, named the first star in that Valentine's Day game, um, the, the goaltenders <laughs> came out with. Uh, um, I don't know, not their best games. Um, on Sunday, no. on, on Sunday, uh, 16 seconds in, um, uh, Hershey scored uh, against A. McIntyre. And then um, I, Ilyas Samsonov, who I just happened to have in um, in our uh, All Habs Fantasy League, um, he's, he's down. down for a conditioning stint. Yeah. And um, he at times he looked fine, but uh, not necessarily sharp. Particularly in the third period, um, uh, wasn't wasn't necessarily his best effort. So uh, a wild offensive game, uh, and uh, and the Phantoms prevailing in overtime for sure. Uh, so we will have uh, the Phantoms will be back in action uh, this Friday night against uh, Binghamton. I will have that game coverage um for our laval fans chris g will have uh, friday night's laval coverage at the ahl report for our flyers and phantoms fans i will have the lehigh valley phantoms game coverage on friday night at 7 p.m over at the flyers report on uh on twitter so our full rocket sports media ahl crew is just going to be in full action this weekend um, lots of lots of great things, and of course, uh, full game recaps for all of our Phantoms games are also available at the AHL Report uh, over at ahlreport.com. So you'll want to be sure that you catch that. 
We are going to catch our breath and take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to go around the AHL, and we've got lots of news coming out uh, around the league, including some good news out of Ontario. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And you will want to be sure you're following us on Twitter. That's where you get all of the latest news, updates, and links to all of our content, our game recaps, our um, multimedia posts, our audio from interviews with coaches and players. So on Twitter, be sure you're following at the AHL Report. And also follow this podcast at The Press Zone. Uh, in this segment, we go around the AHL. And Rick, first and foremost, we need to say that the green light has officially been turned on uh, by the health minister in Ontario for the Toronto Marlies and the Belleville Senators to begin playing home games. Uh, they are the last two teams in the league to finally get clearance to play in their home buildings. Um, I do believe that the Belleville Senators, like the like the Laval is doing, uh, they are going to call Ottawa home for at least a little while here uh, to begin the season. So they will not play at CAA Arena in Belleville to, to begin the season. Uh, they will start in Ottawa at Canadian Tire Center. Um, so that means now the schedule for February is set. The Toronto Marlies and the Belleville Senators are playing their entire February schedule on the road since they didn't have this approval. But once the schedule for March comes out, um, we should see uh, Laval going on the road probably a little bit um, and uh, a full mix for the Canadian division, which is a long time coming. Yeah, 
finally, uh, <laughs> they, they uh, the two teams got approval. Um, the health minister said that the uh, AHL and the the two teams have proposed uh, similar guidelines uh, to that of the Leafs and uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, to ensure the safety of of all. So. Um, uh, one wonders why it took uh, as long as it did, but uh, mm. now that it's done, uh, the schedule makers can be busy and pence, pencil in some um, home games for both uh, the Marlies and the Belleville Sanders. Hooray! Um, there's a lot of roster movement that happens in the AHL. There's professional tryouts, there's amateur tryouts, there's trades, there's free agency signings. Um, so we don't cover every transaction that happens in the AHL because we would need a three-hour daily podcast probably just to do that. Uh, but when there are trades that are of interest, particularly for a number of reasons, we do like to mention them. And there was a series of trades at the NHL level this week that happened um, that now affect the AHL as well. Um, earlier this week, Ottawa traded Alex Galchenyuk to the Carolina Hurricanes. And what, Dezingle went back? Mm-hmm. And... Paquette was in there too, but go yeah, ahead. and Paquette. Um, and before you could blink, the Carolina Hurricanes turned around and traded Alex Galchenyuk to the Toronto Maple Leafs in exchange for David Orsovsky and forward Igor Korshkov both you would know from the Marlies. So I'm going to take the first part of why this is interesting. So both Orsovsky and Korshkov have now been assigned by the Hurricanes. Remember, the Charlotte Checkers opted out of the season. They are not playing this season. Um, but actually, I have to even correct myself. The Charlotte Checkers aren't affiliated with the Carolina Hurricanes anymore. They're Florida Panthers organization. That's why it's complicated. <laughs> That's why it's really complicated. So the Carolina Hurricanes AHL affiliate is now the Chicago Wolves. Um, so Worsofsky and Okorshkov are both heading to Chicago to play in the AHL for the Wolves. Here's what's interesting. The head coach of the AHL's Chicago Wolves is David Worsofsky's older brother, Ryan Worsofsky. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be an interesting dynamic in the room. Coach? <laughs> makes for some awkward dinner conversation maybe <laughs> we'll see i think it's interesting Worsovsky's entering his 10th pro season uh he was uh, lehigh valley phantoms fans will certainly know that name because he was the captain of the wilkesbury scranton penguins last season uh, tallying 10 goals and 23 assists in his 51 games played he was traded to the leafs uh last august um so that the name is very familiar, and now he goes and he will be coached by his older brother. That's true. But and for Galchenyuk, yeah, I was going to say I'll let you take the second interesting part of this trade. Well, uh, you know, before he had to cross a border, before he had to uh, submit to quarantine, uh, the Carolina went went and flipped him to um, another Canadian team. So uh, there's some ease of movement for Alex Galchenyuk right there. Um, I was talking with Joe Whalen um, uh, 
or the host uh, of uh, the Canadians Connection podcast. He, he and I were talking about this last night, and and this, you know, Alex Galchenyuk has not been able to find a home, um, and uh, the the Leafs have have uh, not been happy with uh, their bottom six necessarily, um, and so there's perhaps an opportunity there for Alex Galchenyuk to, to find a home. And, and let's hope he does. Let's, let's, I feel uh, bad for Alex let's, let's hope he does, uh, find the, the, the type of play player and the type of system that, that suits him well. Um, and it's a gamble by, by the Leafs, but probably one that's worth taking because they, you know, didn't give up, uh, anything to, to get him and, and will now try to, um, add Galchenyuk, who you know you can't argue with the the skill. Um, add him to their their bottom six and see where it goes. And I'm sure if it's of no interest whatsoever that the Maple Leafs play the Canadians this weekend, then I'm sure no one will be talking about Alex well, Galchenyuk. Habs, Habs fans will be. Yes, <laughs> uh, we will see how that turns out. Uh, the AHL had uh, an exciting announcement. Uh, Today, actually, uh, announcing a five-year extension of their partnership with CCM Hockey. Um, So that means that CCM will continue to serve um, as the foundation for the AHL's marketing, licensing, and on-ice branding strategies. Uh, They'll remain the exclusive supplier of sticks, helmets, gloves, pants, and jerseys uh, for the league. And uh, that's, uh, Rick, I, you know, Again, particularly in a in a year with a pandemic and economic obstacles and hurdles, it's great to see uh, these two organize well this company and this organization uh, come together and sign a five year extension for their partnership deal. It's funny when when um, NHL or NHL fans, particularly those who are are gear junkies, first start watching the AHL and they get you hear the questions or see it on social media. Why does everybody use CCM sticks? <laughs> For the most part, they do because of this uh, sponsorship agreement. That's the most visible mm-hmm. uh, part of the the agreement, as well as the uh, the jerseys and and helmets and whatnot. That said, there are. There, there are exemptions for the for veterans, and there are a specific number of of exemptions for each team. It's it's very complicated, and, mm-hmm. and talking to the equipment managers, they have to know all these ins and outs. <laughs> uh, but the uh, but CCM has a huge presence and has been a great partner for the AHL for years, and this will um, allow that to continue on. In fact, we mention CCM on this show every week during the AHL season, like we're going to do right now when we say that the AHL has announced this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week. Uh, And last week, of course, first week of the season, it was Trevor Zegras. This week, it is Michael Bunting, a forward from the Tucson Roadrunners. That is the AHL affiliate of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Bunting recorded four goals, including two game-winning goals, and three assists for a total of seven points in three games. Uh, So that was a pretty impressive outing for Michael Bunting last week. Um, We should also just take a quick look at the standings. Um, Rick, you had mentioned in our last segment that there's uh, still teams that are unbeaten, Hartford is one of them. Uh, now, granted, they've only played two games, but in the there's only three teams in the Atlantic Division: Hartford, Providence, and Bridgeport. Um, 
Hartford has only They're beaten up on poor Bridgeport right now at this point. Bridgeport has is zero <laughs> for three this season so far, um, but Hartford has gone two and zero. Um, the Binghamton Devils leading now the North Division, and I said this was as soon as the divisions were announced. The North Division for the AHL this year is going to be very competitive. It's one of the bigger divisions. Um, it's comprised of Binghamton, Lehigh Valley, Rochester, Hershey, Utica, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Syracuse. That is a strong division. Um, Binghamton and Lehigh Valley are currently tied in points, but um, Binghamton actually is is sitting in the number one spot. Um, but they are closely, I mean, Rochester, Hershey, Utica, all one point behind them. Wilkes-Barre and Syracuse, one point back of that. Now, for the Canadian division, Rick, uh, they just got started. So Laval sitting up there on top. They're the only ones that are undefeated. Nicely done. Nicely done. Um, And then over in the Central, as we said, uh, Chicago by and far running away with the league uh, right now. Actually, no, I'm wrong. Tied. For the league lead. Well, maybe you were talking about penalty minutes because <laughs> by true. far, they with 87 penalty minutes well, in no. four games, they are well up there. And uh, Max Lejoie, uh, yeah. responsible for a fair number of those. Mm-hmm. But they are 4-0 to start the season, as is in the Pacific Division, the Henderson Silver Knights, the new franchise uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. They are also undefeated at... 4-0. But 5-0 leading the Ooh. league is the San Diego Gulls. They're going to be good again. They were good last year. Uh, and uh, Tucson, we just mentioned uh, Michael Bunting playing for the Tucson Roadrunners. They are also 4-0. Uh, so we still have, you know, quite a number, one, two, three, four, five, maybe five or six teams that are undefeated in the league so far. It's, uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year in the AHL. The divisions are all wacky they're all mixed up um remember more than any year uh, winning percentage is going to play a big factor because most teams are not playing the same number of games as as sometimes even uh, others in their same division so um we will keep you uh, apprised we'll see who is who who will be the last one to go undefeated who do you think the last one to go undefeated yeah who do you think is going to hold out the longest uh, the, 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 the sentimental choice would obviously be the Silver Knights, given that they're a new uh, franchise and they are unbeaten in franchise history. So, mm-hmm. um, that's always nice to say. It is. I think the goals, well, it'd be a toss up between the Wolves and the goals for me. I'm going to go the Wolves. We'll see. All right. We'll check back. We'll find out. Uh, Right now, what we're going to do is take one more quick break. When we come back, we are going to go beyond the AHL. And we've got some news about uh, the WHL and their plan to get their season going finally here in just a bit. Don't go anywhere. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to ahl.report, the home of the AHL Report. 
Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back again here to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And as I mentioned before, be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Uh, however, if you are a Flyers fan and would like content purely geared toward uh, you and our Flyers and Lehigh Valley Phantoms coverage, be sure you're following us at the Flyers Report on Twitter. Um, we go beyond the AHL in this segment and the WHL, the Western Hockey League, which is part of the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, um, is, has been trying to get things, uh, going and, and organized. And it turns out, uh, that they made an announcement recently that they have been granted approval by public health officials from the government of Saskatchewan, uh, to form a hub center in Regina, which will allow their Saskatchewan and Manitoba provincial-based teams in the East Division to finally get their seasons started on Friday, March 12th. Um, there are seven clubs that operate in those two provinces, uh, including the Moose Jaw Warriors, the Prince Albert Raiders, the Regina Pats, the Saskatoon Blades, the Swift Current Broncos, the Brandon Wheat Kings, and the Winnipeg Ice. So all East Division games will be played for that division uh, exclusively at the Brandt Center in Regina, and they will have uh, a hub center there, Rick, that will start on Friday, March 12th uh, in a 24-game regular schedule. That's uh, They're getting there. <laughs> it's, it's a whole number of unique um, 
measures and 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 very tailored uh, to to the clubs and the divisions uh, in order to get this going. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw the Red Deer Rebels who are going to take up shop right in the the uh, private boxes of the arena. Uh, yeah, and they're going to sleep at the rink. Sleep at the rink. Um, eat, sleep, and play hockey at the rink. Um, it's like sleepaway camp. For, it's they're for dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you have to give them credit for for uh, uh, finding different ways, unique ways, creative ways to mm-hmm. to get this uh, the season underway, and um, and and we'll see some of that as of uh, February twenty sixth. That's right. Another one of the divisions will start on February 26th, the Central Division. Uh, The U.S. Division is going to start on Friday, March 19th. Uh, But for this East Division, uh, players and staff from those clubs will begin self-quarantining on February 20th for a week. They'll report then to the Hub Center in Regina on February 27th, and then they'll have an additional quarantine period at that point. So, Steps are being made. Keep in mind, once uh, the WHL is back in action, uh, you will likely see uh, underage players from teams that are currently playing under a special provision in the AHL right now. If their WHL team begins play again, you could be seeing them uh, heading off to quarantine and get ready to play with their junior hockey club. Um, So that's another roster aspect that's going to come into play here for the AHL in the next couple of weeks. Um, our feel good finale this week is awfully feel good, which is, I know the point of it, but it's uh, I called it coffee, please. Um, and it is, I just want to make everyone know, uh, make everyone aware of a little place called little E coffee cafe. Uh, and it just opened at the beginning of this month Um, And it can be found uh, in Calgary. Um, And it's where is uh, it is in the Sun Life Plaza in Calgary. Uh, And Little E Coffee is just a it's it's this tiny little coffee shop, coffee kiosk in the Sun Life Plaza. Um, But it is a coffee shop that is employed and run by individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, most predominantly those with Down syndrome. Um, and they talk about uh, the, 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 the gentleman who, who started this operation, Paul Constance, says, quote, the little E concept is inspired by my daughter, Ella, who was born with Down syndrome. She makes it easy to be passionate and determined to make this come to fruition. Um, and it's, it's really, they have what they call their BHAG, which is their big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> and um, they say that their goal is to build 10,000 careers uh, for Canadians who are dealing with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so it's a, it's a, Rick, it's a big undertaking, but it's a noble cause. Um, the photos of the employees serving up coffee at the shop are just um, so heartwarming. They've just got the biggest smiles on their faces. You can tell that they just really enjoy um, being a part of something and having a, a real job and responsibilities. And uh, it's just a tremendous initiative. Well, and the pictures uh, of Ella, and Ella was the the uh, the daughter who inspired this whole event. She's she's terrific. You see her mm-hmm. on the drums. 
um, you see her playing Crokinole, which is a favorite wow. of, of mine. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, th- this is this is a uh, this is a great initiative. So if you're in the Calgary area, I highly recommend you just search for them and go buy a cup of coffee um, from the Little E Coffee Cafe. If you're not near Calgary, they do have a donation tab on their page. Um, and so you can head over to lilleecoffee.ca. That's L-I-L-E coffee.ca. Um, and you can check it out for yourself. Great, great cause. We love it. Uh, we love to hear stories like that. Um, one last thing before we go, Rick, I was very pleased to be able to sit down uh, at, at your invitation last week and record a segment uh, with you and our colleague, Mike Raschel, um, to talk, to kind of go in depth a little bit more about um, this, uh, the, the sponsorship through DraftKings, uh, thanks to our affiliation with the Hockey Podcast Network now. Um, and uh, Mike and I both have taken advantage of uh, pro- our our special promo code, that THPN promo code. And so we were able to sit down with you and give a little bit of feedback and, and talk about what our experience has been like as new users of DraftKing, DraftKings using our special promo code. It's Rick Stevens with the Canadians Connection podcast and really happy to be joined by Amy Johnson from our sister podcast, The Press Zone, as well Hello. as Mike... Um, Hi, Amy. Uh, <laughs> as well as Mike Raschel, uh, one of our contributors from All Habs Hockey Magazine. And uh, we've been talking about, uh, for the past couple of weeks, we're excited, thrilled to be part of the Hockey Podcast Network now. Um, we're, 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 we've been at this since uh, 2011 with podcasts, and we're happy to join up with other folks who are equally passionate and focused on on hockey. And also for the past couple of weeks, um, our podcast has been presented by DraftKings uh, with promo code THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. And what is what is DraftKings? Um, can our listeners uh, tap into DraftKings? Can they use DraftKings? Um, and so I thought we'd spend a few minutes talking about the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports. And since um, it's fantasy sports, and it's kind of the fantasy sports that you've all uh, uh, come to love, um, <laughs> I'd, I thought I'd bring on um, a couple of our most uh, uh, passionate uh, fantasy sports uh, enthusiasts, and that being both Mike and Amy. So welcome. Thank you for having us. It's good to be here. So, Mike, you you kind of dove into the pond first and said, "Listen, I'm game. I'll try this uh, DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports thing," um, and and you used the promo code THPN. And and uh, what was your what were what was your uh, experience with it? Yeah, hey Rick, thanks for having me. It's uh, yeah, it's been fun actually. I've seen the ads for DraftKings all over the place, honestly, in the last you know year or two, and I kind of had a rough idea what it was all about, but never never really dove in until uh, until we came on board with. Uh, and then once we had the sponsorship, I I was like, you know what, I need to give this a try. If we're going to be affiliated with it, I need I need to know what's going on here. <laughs> so yeah, I signed up. I put uh, put the promo code in. I immediately got uh, an extra five dollars onto my balance. So I started with a simple twenty dollars, got an extra five added on right away, and yeah, I've been playing been playing daily for the past past week roughly. I think I missed one day 
maybe in between there, but for the most part, I've been playing daily and, you know, it takes a couple of minutes to set up. It all depends how much research you want to do. For, for me, I was, I was just entering simple, simple contests where you pick, you pick a daily lineup and it added a little bit more, a little bit more intrigue to watching, uh, to watching your nightly hockey games. So you pick the contests that you're interested in. You're, you're able to filter by sport. If you're interested by hockey, you're able to sort by entry fees. So um, if you just want to dip your toe in, uh, you can get into this at quite a reasonable uh, price. And then um, you, you, you make your draft and, um, and uh, you fulfill your lineup by salary cap. Um, and uh, I guess the key there is finding value with daily fantasy hockey players. Yeah, exactly right. So you're, you know, obviously the more expensive guys are going to be the ones that uh, tend to perform night in and night out. So I think the key is to, just like regular fantasy, the key is to, you know, get get one or two of those guys if you can, and then fill out the rest of your lineup with players that you think are going to break out, that you think are going to have a good game. And what's really exciting is there's absolutely zero commitment. So if you feel good about one player going into into a game then by all means pick him for the night and who knows maybe maybe he'll pay off and if he doesn't you're not uh, you're not stuck with him by any means and we're not talking big sums uh here you can you can get in quite uh, reasonably um and uh and and it turns out it's a lot of fun is that right amy Absolutely. Uh, once I saw that uh, Mike was was having some some good luck with it and and was playing every day, I said, "Okay, you know, I'm on. I'm a, a you know, I I'm a, like to head to the casino, I like to do a little betting here and there, but I, I'm not usually like a sports book uh, kind of better." So once I realized that DraftKings, uh, you know, they've got separate things for sports book, but the daily fantasy was really intriguing to me. I've been playing fantasy sports for years now. Um, so yeah, I actually just signed up last night, went in, used the promo code THPN, uh, got the same thing uh, Mike did. You know, I got an instant uh, bump in my, in my initial deposit. I, I went in $10 deposit, you know, it's, 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 you, it's not a big initial investment. And so I was like, okay, let me try this. I did a, a classic lineup last night, $4 entry fee. I woke up this morning. I had won eight bucks. So All I got right. my entry fee back and I made another four bucks. So tonight I'm going to try one of the showdown um, contests, which is you create a lineup just from players, two teams playing one game against each other. So tonight it's, it's um, you know, two teams. I select, select that. And the cool thing is, as you said, it's not a lot of commitment you know there's there's um 25 cent entry fees there's i mean if you really want to stake a lot of money you can do that but there are tons of contests for a dollar two dollars 50 cents 25 cents there's even a bunch of free ones um and as you said rick there's there's even there's everything under the sun it's not just hockey um and in in the free pools i even saw today there is a wild weather free contest where you're basically picking whether or not certain cities around the united states will have a high or low temperature that All day right. so if you <laughs> something for everybody Something for everybody, but uh, so this is this is our first uh, look at uh, daily fantasy sports from DraftKings and and Mike, Amy, uh, thumbs up so far for sure. I love it. Yeah, thumbs up for sure. I, I didn't win night one like Amy did, but I did win in the second night. It was uh, Jake Allen that carried me to a victory in that uh, somewhat uh, somewhat boring two one win over the Sens the other night. But hey, the DraftKings made it a little more exciting for me. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, so listen, um, for our listeners, 
you want to download the DraftKings uh, app. Uh, enter promo code THPN. You'll get uh, uh, an initial 20% in, uh, in for your initial investment. Uh, that's uh, the DraftKings app, promo code THPN. Uh, and uh, we're going to check in on this from time to time, but so far <laughs> it's uh, two thumbs up uh, from this crew. Love it. Well, that was fun. It was fun to talk to both you and, and Mike about uh, DraftKings, uh, first steps into DraftKings for uh, our listeners who um, aren't necessarily experienced users. It's, uh, it's easy, it's fun, and it's a nice companion to uh, your sports viewing. Absolutely. It uh, certainly certainly makes me pay attention to all my lineups, even more than my regular fantasy league, the All Habs Fantasy League that I'm in. So uh, it's a lot of fun, and I, uh, I recommend it. If you're not a DraftKings user, download the app and use promo code THPN. Um, on that note, Rick, we should say, um, before we say goodbye, um, where is the best place for people to go to find this podcast as well as the Canadians Connection podcast, which is hosted by you and Joe Whalen, uh, and all of our back episodes in case anyone missed anything that they want to go back and check out? Well, the easiest way is uh, thepresszone.com, thepresszone, thepresszone.com for this podcast. For the Canadians Connection podcast, it's just as easy, canadiansconnection.com. And uh, what we ask you to do um, is so that you'll continue to get our episodes is to subscribe. Um, and while, you, while you've subscribed, uh, please share um, uh, our, our podcast on your social media so others can find uh, this podcast and the Canadians Connection too. Absolutely. We, uh, we appreciate your listenership. We love chatting with you each and every week about the goings-on of the Montreal Canadiens and the, and the Philadelphia Flyers and their AHL affiliates. And you can guarantee we'll be back here again next Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.